been listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. We are Autumn Still and you are listening to Witch Police Radio.
stay on there too. That's right. I think that out. Okay, so welcome to Witch Beast Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam. I'm on the road again, as usual, with these shows where I show up at people's houses or jam spaces or back of vans or rooftops or whatever. And we're here uh, again after about a year uh, with the members of Autumn Still. And you guys have some, some new things happening. I mean, you have a new record that's coming out. And since last time we had you here, you have a new member as well, which yep. is pretty cool. And he's also been that's on the right. show. Oh, yeah, we were three-piece. You were three-piece, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think yeah. maybe the best way to get things started is just to kind of go around the table, everyone introduce themselves and their instrument, and we can just put names to voices and, and then go from there. So, okay. Sure. I'm the new guy. My name's Grant Partridge, and I'm, I'm a multi-instrumentalist and occasional vocalist. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, Roger Arsenault, I'm the drummer, and I'm waving to people that aren't there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Trevor Grauman, I'm also waving. Uh, I play guitar <laughs> I play guitar and sing. Hello, viewers. Also waving. Who are not viewers. <laughs> 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 uh, I am Beth, and I play bass, and I sing. Cool, okay. And last time we had you on the show was probably a year or so ago, give or take, and you had the EP coming out, is that right? It was about yep. to come out? Mm. So what's happened since then? I mean, obviously, you know, new band member, you, I know you've toured, I know, uh, you know, seeing things here and there on social media, it sounds like you have a lot going on. So can, is there a way to just kind of sum it up quickly, like what has happened since that point? Uh, since that point, we have been madly writing songs together and... Uh, put together some material for an album, which uh, was kind of our goal from the start, I guess. So mm -hmm. now it's kind of cool, you know, we're seeing the... The one-year. <laughs> right, the one-year right. fruit of our labor. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to share it with people. How did the... Uh, how, how did you get involved, Grant? I guess it was... It all harkens back to a happenstance folk fest encounter. Okay. I knew Bethany through a friend of a friend of a friend, and uh, she recognized me at Folk Fest two years in a row, and um, the second time they were all lounging around the campfire, so I invited myself to hang out and um, got to some deep conversation, and uh, it wasn't long before that that I was jamming with them on synthesizer. And uh, okay. and then I stole his gitalele and then uh, held it hostage. That's right. Is I that was, an actual yeah. thing? It yeah. is. It is a, it's, it's the perfect Folk Fest musical instrument. It's right. six-stringed like a guitar and it's got like a classical guitar sort of neck and nylon strings but it's got sort of the body size of a ukulele so you got the portability and it's just a fifth a fourth up tuning wise so it's pretty easy to transpose okay. and uh, all your favorite chords you know just happen to work like a charm so um the, the gitalele uh when my tent blew away in a rainstorm at folk festival i'm glad that the, the, the gitalele was elsewhere because otherwise <laughs> it would have been, been lost forever yeah. so but uh um yeah, uh, it's an instrument that is the perfect pickup and strum solution. I sound like I'm a, a, a shield for Yamaha. You're your pitch man. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Calm down. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, I mean, were the rest of you, were you looking to add an extra element to what you were doing? Was that something kind of already you yeah, had in mind? Or? Absolutely. We've, you know, uh, we were playing with a few different friends, and it's just Grant, uh, like, really stuck in the set. I mean, I think his sort of uh, ability to be a musical chameleon and his uh, vast knowledge of weird and wonderful sounds really adds to <laughs> to uh, what we're doing, so, yeah. Oh, shucks. Thanks, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you were saying specifically, like, synthesizers at first, right? Is that, I mean... That was, yeah, that's sort of my, you know, 
my stock in trade. I've, I've been doing electronic sound design for a decade. Uh, I used to make electronic music under the name Blue T-Shirt. Right, and, and last time we had you on the show, we talked about that a bit. That's as well. right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so by the time it came to join a band where I wasn't this whole creative driver and um, I had a chance basically to pick up, you know, sort of an instrument and go with it, a synthesizer seemed like an obvious choice because I knew I would be able to figure it out and I knew I'd be able to contribute something that, you know, someone who had just started to play a synthesizer for the first time wouldn't be able to do. Right, so, right, right. And uh, they're a little bit more versatile than any other sort of keyboard because you can do any number of different things with the synth, right? So it, uh, it was kind of an obvious choice and I'm glad that I went with it and it uh, happened to complement what the band was doing really well, you know, so. It's actually quite like altered the shape of what we're doing too. But, yeah, you know, last year when we were on, we might have been described more as like folk, folk yeah. pop kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, now I definitely put us more in the camp of kind of like pop rock, synth pop kind of thing. So. Well, that's why I was wondering yeah. too, because I mean, yeah, I see, uh, as I remember, you guys were, you know, uh, folk pop wasn't a stretch really to, to describe you as, and then mm -hmm. synthesizers usually don't really fit into that genre. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's uh, at first when I was in contributing to songs that had already been completely written. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of just artful decorations that I was doing around the fringes of things, trying to keep it, just fill it out a bit more, like, you know, lush, stringy sort of, like, okay. you know, textured, <coughs> organy sort of drones that I tried to use to underscore things. And I mean, I still, whenever that, that's still one of my favorite things to do on a synthesizer, just add a bit of color, add a bit of fullness to what's going on without drawing too much attention to myself. Um, but when there are plenty of songs on the new record that really call for something to be brash and, you know, you could it could be a rip roaring guitar solo or whatever, but that's so that's so de rigueur, right? You know. Thanks. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah. So yeah. So um. So the the role of the synth has changed a lot as the songs start to be written around with the synth, right. which, which only stands to reason. And so, I'm sure for the next record things are going to be even more. Uh, integrated. So is that? I mean, how how do uh, the new songs on the, on the new album are they all written like with the four of you, or were some of them kind of earlier songs that have been updated? I guess to include include this and stuff, or how's that? Yeah, it, it's sort of half and half. Uh, I guess I would say overall, it's, it's you know, and uh, but the thing is, uh, the songs that were written before that time, they end up feeling more. Fe you know, fully realized yeah, yeah. With, with, with the whole synth idea in there because that's mm -hmm. sort of, that's, that's, you know, that's the sound mm -hmm. you know, for, for us at this point. Or guitar, because you play guitar as well. That's true. When the, when there was, you know, there are songs occasionally where I'll be like, I just don't know what I'm going to play on this song and I could do something drastic, something odd, but sometimes it just calls out for something more obvious. So, I mean, having a little, he was playing a more, Trevor was playing more of a rhythm guitar part on this particular, the big rocker on the new record called Played <laughs> That Way. Um, and it really just needed a second guitar line and something more lead focused. And so uh, Roger happened to have this really cool gear kicking around, this Lion 6 Variax guitar, oh, which can yeah. impersonate 50 different instruments. Oh, right on. It can pretend to be a dobro. And it can, I think the final sound I used is an acoustic guitar through a tube screamer. Cool. And, uh, and it's got this bright, bright sort of sound. And again, that's kind of interesting because my, my, my history is a sort of a sound shaper type of guy really goes into, you know, designing... I use the same approach when it comes to make, playing any sort of instrument, so... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, whatever the song calls for, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be pretty versatile when it comes to playing lots of things poorly. <laughs> so, uh... No, you're a mad scientist! That's yeah, right. yes. That's, accent on the mad, probably. <laughs> Does that, uh, with, the, with the rest of you uh, as well, I mean, I know that like, vocals are, are kind of shared, right? I mean, are there other 
elements that are kind of you switching instruments over, or is you, you guys stick to your main focuses and then he does what you need to fill in, or how does that? Somewhat kind of like that, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I stick to my my bass playing. I'm still I'm still a baby bass player, so I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby bass player. I think it really speaks to the dynamic of the band, where I yeah. of kind of that come in as this external force, and I you know. Um, with showed up with my my toolkit and got get to work when okay. it comes time to you know checking the songs out and you know serving the song and so it's, it's uh, I have a different relationship to the material than than Trevor and Bethany who tend to do the yeah. songwriting right yeah. and you know definitely from Roger who's got a very clearly defined role to do as the drummer yeah yeah so yeah. I have the opportunity to sort of stand back you know and you know once the canvas has been erected right you know and the the paints have been mixed it's really up to, you know. That's what's really, it's fun to um, also have someone to bounce things off of that's kind of apart from the songwriting process that kind of takes on, you know, um, is able to sort of examine it from the outside and put mm -hmm. the impressions that kind of arise from, from you know, the, yeah, the mm -hmm. whatever canvas that we've created <laughs> and yeah, the things sure. that we've mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a sort of a, an impartiality to it sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, um, I think it... Adds another layer of sophistication to into that uh, for sure. that process. I mean, I can think of back to when I was the only guy who was responsible for creating a piece of music, and I would have killed to have somebody to you know just put those finishing touches on it that I couldn't be bothered to do after I've spent you know once you've done everything you know you don't you lose the forest for the trees and you can't even look at it with a fresh set of eyes anymore. So it's impossible actually to sort of you know finish it off just to have somebody else you know come in. Mm -hmm. and even, even if it's just to master it or whatever, but you know, and and th this this album recording experience has been amazing for that because we've had a lot of great help from some really incredible people yeah, totally. as we went along. So yeah, yeah. Um, Jay Riley Hill oh, cool. is mm -hmm. producing the album, and um, he produces were, everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's everywhere. and he's and he's amazing yeah. at it. Yeah, it's really, really. really yeah, um, good we had Roger borrowed some really swanky gear and did most of the actual tracking here. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and then when it comes time to mastering as well, we're going to have a genius uh, take care of that. Yeah. Jamie, and we have Mike, Mike Piscucci as well. Uh, yes, he's the... Helped out with the drums. Oh, of course. Like drums yeah, that's why they sound like I didn't want to do that by myself again. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the whole band is kind of like a little domino effect because Trevor and I, when we're uh, you know, gathering song ideas, it's wonderful to have you know, this, like my best friend. You know, We've been friends forever. We just like can toss things back and forth until we have a, an idea that we can bring to the band and then, you know, these guys just do incredible things with it and then and then going into the recording process, you know, we hand it off to, mm -hmm. you know, other talented individuals who, you know, it really doesn't feel like very <laughs> contained to, you know, one one idea or anything, you know, it really, mm -hmm. really takes off. It's neat, it's neat to see that, that growth. Cool. Of a song. Well, I, I, I have more stuff I want to ask you about the album, of course, and about, about the band, but if someone hasn't heard the show before, the way it works is we punch a button on a computer, it gives us a word, and we all select songs that we can relate to the word in any way we want to make the connection. There's no wrong answers, it's just however you can make something fit. And this word this week is dictator, which I thought was pretty good. I mean, I, I don't remember what you had last time, but... Um, mountain. Yeah, mountain. Yeah. Mountain was decent too, but... <laughs> that was good, yeah. Yeah. Dictator, I think, is, is pretty awesome. So does anyone have a song they want to start off with on the dictator theme? Anyone have a particularly... Uh, Connection. Who wants to go first? It doesn't matter. Uh, Roger wants to go first. I okay. Can see it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I just kind of described why I picked the song and. Yeah, and we'll listen to it. Okay. 
I picked um, a song by 16 Horsepower called The Outlaw Song. Okay. Um, it's basically about a guy that, uh, you know, finds a horse, and it's a story. And basically, the man comes in and, you know, tries to take the horse from him, and then he kind of kills them all. Because, fuck the man.
So what, can you give us some background on, on the artist? And the... Uh, it's a band that was, it never really was big, I guess, but like in the, in the 90s, kind of um, outlaw rock okay. music, kind of. This is, like this album, you can't even get it on iTunes, actually, because it's, I don't know, it's one of the obscure ones where they just kind of play a bunch of acoustic more songs like this. Okay, so normally are they a little more like... Yeah, more or... like kind of edgy country rock but it's okay. not really it's more on the rock side I would say the, I don't know the rest of the, the music isn't amazing but this is a great song <laughs> <laughs> so you're encouraging no one to go and get well no like Clogger is a great album okay yes. where, where are they from states uh yeah yeah I think California or something oh, cool okay yeah. awesome okay well yeah we're back with uh for you guys and uh I, I, we're talking about the album that's coming out what's the name of the, the record it's called When It Was when it was yeah and it's coming it'll probably be out by the time people hear this it'll have just come out but uh where can people i mean at the end of the show we'll do the whole like name drop your website and all that stuff but is it this is this question that comes up every single time we do a show and it's how are you releasing the album because a lot of people will do digital only nowadays or some people will you know go all out and spend all the money they have in mortgage or house they can put it on vinyl or people will do you know <laughs> people doing tapes now like it's people doing CD, CDRs whatever it's, yeah. it used to be a very simple thing you're putting on an album yeah. that comes out on a CD and that's changed significantly it's, yeah. and, and it's always interesting to find out what people are planning on doing with their album so I mean you know you do a release show obviously that's kind of the big hey here's our record but mm-hmm. after that how is it going to be available? We're doing the modern tip. We've got a one nine hundred number. You can dial it and listen <laughs> yeah. to the song. It's four ninety five a minute, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it's um, very much worth your while. What's the number? One nine hundred. I can't say it. It's going to go on the air, so I can't say the actual name for the number because it's uh, probably got swear words in it and such. We <laughs> 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 bought a, a number that wasn't being used by someone else. Yeah. Was it lapsed? It was one of those. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we're, we're number squatting. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question, Trevor. It's kind of an opera sounds. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, as as far as the physical kind of release goes, we're, do- we're doing a CD at first. Okay. I mean, vinyl is definitely something that you know, vinyl is definitely a dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's a matter of making it make sense, cost wise. Yeah. Uh, and digitally, we're 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 trying to make it available everywhere. You know, on like, downloading, streaming. Cool. Uh, you know, anywhere you might listen to music, we're ho- hoping to be there. Cool. Okay. So yeah, for sure. Is that uh, how have you? I mean, I know you guys toured fairly recently, right? Like, uh, uh yeah. What kind of? Uh, well, first of all, where did you go? Where, where did you go on? Uh... uh, we went to Montreal and back. Okay. It's pretty decent, decent trip. Yeah. yeah. Bunch and of places, obviously, not just Montreal. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just yeah. the span. Just Montreal, yeah. The span, you know. So, 
We only um, play in Montreal. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the rest is too de rigueur. <laughs> 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 well, the, the, the reason I'm asking is because uh, I mean, a lot of the time when we do talk about this stuff about how people are releasing albums. Quite often, it's that people just want to buy something when they're at a show. I mean, is that part of the reason you want to do it as well? Like, just so people have a, a physical thing to pick up when you're playing? I mean, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's nice to actually have, see a stack of your own music. Yeah. There's something very cool yeah. about that. You yeah. know, like seeing a, a stack of CDs of something that you've labored over. It's very cool. You know, like for a, sure, yeah. Yeah. something satisfying. Even that. nicer than not see them after you've seen them. After you've sold them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, big stack of money, that's preferable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think we're all album people, really, is another big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's true, yeah. We are. Definitely, yeah. That was, that's another thing, I mean, I think that was a conscious effort with this album, too. We are always trying to build something that is a cohesive album, instead of thinking of it as, you know, something piecemeal. That a collection is, of singles. Yeah, really exactly. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we really tried to make it into a unit that's worth having the physical copy and being able to sit down with it and look at the lyrics and look at the inserts right. and all that. Right. We had uh, um, a friend of ours uh, who did the artwork for us, and that was that was really wonderful too. His name is Matt Enns, and he does a, a lot of really interesting multimedia kind of hmm. art. So, okay. and uh, his style really really fit our concept. So, I'm excited to, to unveil that also. Cool. Cool. Man. Yeah. And your your EP came out on CD too, right? It came out as visible. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. What kind of response did you have to that? I mean, leading up to putting this album together. I mean, and, I, and again, you went to Montreal only. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But like, I mean, as far as maybe even outside of Winnipeg and other cities mm-hmm. along along the way, I mean, what kind of response have you had from people who have never heard you before? I mean, what kind of is it? Um, we have. It, it's kind of hard to say like I feel so full of myself being like it was well received um, but no I think people really liked it I think you know yeah. people got on board and um, you know pretty much everywhere we sent it they played it so it was it's a good uh, sign right yeah exactly yeah. they don't have to <laughs> so yeah we had a lot of interest uh, you know for example booking that tour you know the, the May tour in, in springtime there yeah it, it was nice because people who hadn't heard of us uh, they heard the music and, and they actually just kind of dug it, you know. Okay. So, so it, it made the whole booking process easier. And well, I guess that, that's something you can do in, in the future. <laughs> now that, that you couldn't do before, yeah. where you can just here's a link. Uh, give, can I get it? You know, talking exactly to people who own venues and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly, show yeah. right away. You have to send a bunch of CDs and hope six months later someone. And it, yeah. this time too, like booking the tour was way easier because a lot mm-hmm. of these people knew even more who we were, and right. so instead of taking. You know, the initial send-off this time, you know, was like five days. Most of it was, was booked where, you know, last time it was a month and a half or right. two yeah, months right. or whatever, you know? It's like the difference between your first resume that you make when you're 15 and you have to lie about <laughs> yeah. how awesome you are. Right, right. But then when you have actual work experience, it's a lot easier to prepare that sort of thing. I think, but it speaks know. for you, the work speaks for you. Right, yeah. 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 Well, you never have to lie about how awesome you are. <laughs> You just need the, the cred, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, resume? Your <laughs> <laughs> resume is forever. <laughs> okay. From the French word, <laughs> resume. Just like to rigor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Uh, is that your problem with resumes? I'm going to pick a song on the dictator theme to get things going here, too. Um, and I had some ideas that, you know, the dictator obviously is a word that a lot of things can come to mind. And I thought of something ridiculous, which is what I'm going to play. 
uh, I don't know if any of you guys are big Tupac fans, but oh, um, I have listened to Tupac. He has a, a so I'm not I'm not a huge Tupac. I listen to a lot of rap, especially in the '90s. And Tupac mm-hmm. is always someone that I kind of just thought oh, he's okay, I guess. I never really got into him huge, and you know he's basically idolized as like the one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And I never got it. It just seemed kind of like it seemed very much like a show. Like he's acting the whole fug life thing, and it seemed like a put on more than like an honest. It does feel that way, right? It? Yeah. And so I never really liked him. I mean, I had a couple of his albums here and there over the years and whatever. But he has a song called "Hit Him Up," which is a diss song mm-hmm. to Notorious B.I.G. and Puff Daddy and Bad Boy Records and everything. And it's honestly one of my favorite songs ever because it's so over the top. And like he's talking about like sleeping with a guy's wife and murdering them, and it's just like it's like an entire song just about how much he hates them. And at one point in the song, he decides that he doesn't even need to be doing this anymore. He's just gonna let his buddies rap on the song and take over and then they can lay into these guys and his buddies are all named after dictators uh, like the rap names like one guy's uh, something Gaddafi there's a, there's a Idi Amin there's a Castro they all have like variations on these dictator names so I figured that would be a pretty funny way to because the oh, members okay. of the Outlaws on this awesome Tupac this track so the nice. quotient has been satisfied I ain't okay. got no motherfucker. so I fucked your bitch you fat motherfucker Westside bad boy killers Please, it's easy 
your little Kim is you coked up or doped up. Get your little junior wife and click smoked up. What the fuck is you stupid? I take money, crash and mash through Brooklyn. When my click looting, shooting and polluting your block with 15 shot, cock lock to your knot. Outlaw, mafia click, moving up another notch in your box top spots. Get mopped and dropped all your fake ass East Coast props brainstormed and locked. Use up, be fighter, a pop style taker. I tell you to your face, you ain't shit but a faker. So for the Alize with a chaser, about to get murdered for the paper. That's really one of the few Tupac songs, actually. Like, I love it. I don't know. It's so angry, and it's so aggressive and hateful, and it's, like, I've gone on the internet and looked up, and, you know, there's all these things, like, best diss tracks ever, you know, and there's a lot of people who have done this, obviously, this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And there are a lot of bad ones where it's just, like, you know, I don't know, someone just swearing a lot and not actually saying anything that really hits the other guy, but th this is pretty harsh. Like, I mean, at, oh, yeah. at the end of the song, he starts naming off other people he wants to just shit on. Like, <laughs> he talks about Mob Deep, and it's just an aside at the end of the song, and he mentions that one of the guys has sickle cell, and he's, like, making fun of him for that. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> super harsh. Like, the guy's got an illness. He's, like, a serious illness, and you just make A genetic illness. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, totally. And you're just, like, making fun of him for calling him out on a record for having yeah. a genetic like, That's harsh. I also enjoy yeah. the, the contrast between the, the music, there, like, the, the beat and stuff is kind yeah. of nice and laid back and yeah like... and then he's so mad yeah. he's so <laughs> mad on top of it but like yeah like the reason it fits the theme is because all of his all of his little buddies there they have uh dictator themed stage names yeah but i i do really like the, the idea of like i'm i'm done with this i don't even have to rap anymore these guys you know yeah, yeah like, you're yeah, not yeah. even worth my you're not at my level enough to <laughs> yeah, yeah. you hear the studio door slamming yeah and i mean it sucks that you know obviously both of these guys ended up getting killed as a result yeah. of this whole weird rap battle thing, which is yeah. like, thankfully... It was huge back then, man. Huge. Like, those diss tracks were yeah. kind of massive. And I think they've kind of subsided now. Eh? Well, like, yeah, I think after him, like, after this, there's a couple, but... 
Yeah, I think when people actually die as a result of it, I think it's like maybe people back off a little bit yeah. on how, how hard they want to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. It's a weird thing. It's a weird like historical little blip of like music where it's people actually shooting each other over. They, yeah, they, they were. Yeah. Holy shit. It's yeah. pretty crazy. So that has absolutely no connection to the sound of what you guys play. <laughs> we found that fans of Tupac tend to appreciate Autumn still very yeah. deeply. Though so it might match our side project, Autumn Kill. That's very true, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We bring it. <laughs> so I, I think that we probably talked about this last time you were on the show too, but like, you kind of touched on this at the beginning, but what do you call this? I mean, is there, do you have an actual description for what you I know you said kind of goes into the pop rock and sort of... Well, folk, whatever the other word was, but well, I mean, how do you describe? Someone says, you, "Me too." You tell them you're in a band. How do you tell them what the sound is? Like, how, how do you describe Autumn Still? Is it? Can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Crickets. crickets, crickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I usually just say it's kind of like in the realm of pop rock. Okay. You know, like That's I like, mean, I know. It's so genres are so hard too. It's such it, a hard yeah. thing to pin. I hate. I hate that whole idea of you have to define yourself. Yeah. Like, a lot of people think that way right? people want to hear it right before yeah. they, before they get introduced to a new band they want to know at least a reference yeah. point yeah i mean the the term we've been using a lot lately is is alternative pop okay and i think just because that like that's a good term for us because it leaves it like lots of room yeah 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 you know alternative to what? Because, people are like mm, alternative yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know i mean it, it kind of gives you some gray area okay and i think for us it makes sense because it's yeah you know like we have like a very poppy kind of edge to us for sure especially this new record but, yeah uh, but there's more to it <laughs> right. we're also yeah. like I don't know I think um, it was interesting too when Grant joined the band he like the way he kind of like described some things sort of um, made me think of it differently like I guess we are kind of there's a serious tone to our music which is not necessarily who we are <laughs> but um, there is a bit of that kind of, uh, you know, uh, and I'm just going, oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a sober melancholic kind of a feel. Too, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think that we, we put a very strong emphasis on mood and texture, you know, mm. and the lyrics as well are a major part of that. And uh, even finding other bands to compare us to, which is usually a great way to describe bands to someone yeah. else, that really sort of fails, you know, when it comes to us because, you know, it's like this band, but less strident, and this band, but you know, a little bit more melodic. Like this band, but a little less edgy, and you know, it, it's by that point you've already people have tuned out. So well, I think what you just said it kind of makes it hard to define it with reference to pop too, because moody and textures and pop don't necessarily always go together. I mean, a lot of people no. think pop and they think of something pretty straightforward and and like kind of almost devoid of mood and texture, you know? So, yeah, yeah. But there's a, it, it also implies a core of. Of a, of a specific sensibility that, sure. that we all, you know, it's the root of where we're all sort of coming from as well, right? I mean, you don't have to peel back too many layers before you find the, the, the hooks. Right. I used to right. get quite stressed in interviews about, what, well, yeah, what does your music sound like? Yeah. And, you know, I've kind of learned to just lay off and be like, you know what, other people can define us, and then I'll just go on repeating that. So that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> That works. That's true. But, so what are people saying? Yeah. <laughs> we evoke the wind-swept prairies of our hometown yeah. Winnipeg. That's right. and, uh... Well, the main reason I'm asking is because I have to describe you in a little blurb in oh. <laughs> the list of episodes, right? So, so I think, how can I get them to tell me what it's called? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'll, yeah. 
I think alternative pop. Synth pop. Now yeah. I'd say too, like yeah. you know, the synth does play a big role. Now I'd say it's quite it's quite prominent in our in our sound. Sometimes, so. yeah. Sometimes, but I, it's not like main. And I think you know, I remember last time we were on the show too, and we were discussing the whole thing around pop music and why. Um, you know, the discrepancy between the idea of pop music and, you know, our sound. Um, and I mean, it's, I think it's just that we, Trevor had said that time too, that it was kind of like, I was just listening to the episode. No, that's why I didn't listen <laughs> like, to it. Exactly. But, uh, you know, Trevor was saying that, um, you know, we definitely have like that kind of broad definition of pop and, and the reason calling yourself a pop music kind of band is good is because it leaves you kind of wide open. We, yeah. we try to write hooky music that gets stuck in your head, but I don't know if, you know, if we're not talking like Britney Spears or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, it's interesting that that came up last time too, because I think it just kind of shows how hard it is to pin down what you actually sound like with the, with the, with the genre like i think it's kind of if, if it came up last year it's coming up again this time. yeah it's yeah, yeah. but what you're saying too about uh you know maybe it's more synth pop and alternative pop and all, all these terms i mean is that something that has been a change ever since you've added the, the synthesizers or is that something that the band would be progressing towards anyway i mean like the I mean, obviously synthesizers make synth pop the synth part but like <laughs> i mean was it moving that direction even if grant hadn't uh, I'll stand over the room while the answer. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, uh, the the question of I mean, I think the synth aspect is sort of just a part of the whole thing of of working with Grant. You right. know I mean, I, I mean, I think that like we, you know, a year ago we maybe as a three piece had some kind of idea of where we were headed, but that idea has definitely changed in the last year, and it, it changed because we've worked together in a very tight way, you know, for the last year. Okay. And. Um, the synth thing is a part of that. But that's just like one aspect of working with a, with a new person creatively, you know. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, and yeah, so I think things have been, you know, defined for the better in, okay. in the last year mm -hmm. you know, with that. Okay. Does anyone else want to pick a song with a dictator theme? Oh, well, maybe to counterbalance kind the of the mis misogynistic. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, the first song that popped into my head with the dictator theme was uh, Ani DeFranco's uh, Napoleon. Napoleon, yeah, yeah, it's a good song. It's perfect. Classic. perfect. Um, that is a good counterbalance. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, yeah, let's check that out.
Remember back, that was Napoleon. That fits the dictator theme for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I really like the song. It's uh, one of the, the the Dilate album is I still have. I, 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 at some point in high school, I got really into her for a while, and that's the only album I, I really kind of held on to. But I'm not sure why, but something about it really kind of stuck with me. I, I like the album a lot. Yeah, sometimes it's just timing, eh? I Especially think so. That, I think so. That those teenage years, those are precious music yeah. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You better not waste it. On <laughs> the good music. Stuff, I think yeah. that yeah. probably dooms you for life or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's how people end up listening to Nickelback as adults. They just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Aqua and Prozac. <laughs> and they play synthesizers in the band, so there you go. It works. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. But no, that, I mean that's. Uh, it wasn't anything that I ever really that genre of music was not something I was listening to at the time either. I, for some reason, I think someone just like played it for me, and I was like, "Oh, this is great." This is That's kind of how, like, yeah, like uh, I I watched a movie with one of her songs off of Knuckle Down, okay. uh, and I was like, "Man, this is awesome! I need to." I didn't know who that was, you know, and then yeah, I got the album. It's like, "Holy fuck, this is great!" <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I had to take a course in order to pass homo school. <laughs> <laughs> I got a beat. A beat? An Ani, yeah. yeah. Nice. You just didn't listen enough? The, the final report I didn't listen very good. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you passed all the I guess you did. Yeah, exactly. It's a pass. It's not yeah, yeah. 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 Where do you take that? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. All right, all right. Okay, yeah. That's good. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, that, that, that I think... Sounds more like, uh, I mean, obviously Tupac doesn't sound like anything you guys would be into, but I, I can see how a song like that would be something that's maybe more representative of the kind of stuff that your band is influenced by. I don't know if that means all of you listen to it or whatever, but I mean, this is another impossible question to answer, but is there anything that, I, I probably asked this last time too, that kind of works as like a an influence for everybody combined that all of you kind of, like, you obviously listen to different stuff, and probably very different stuff, but is there one or two people who just kind of zap right into what everyone is is doing? Like, I mean... I think so, and I usually answer this question, so I'll shut up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? I'm really yeah. curious about that, man. Okay, fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, I think we all like Fleetwood Mac, we all like Leonard Cohen, I think okay. we all like R.E.M. Okay. And... Uh, we, most of us like the Smashing Pumpkins. Most of us like Ani DeFranco, you know. So, so there's a bit of a things are starting to take shape all of a sudden when you sort of tie these things together, right? You know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the where place we're coming from makes a lot of sense. You right, know? right. We don't wear any of those influences too broadly, you know, because or because that's that's boring. But yeah, uh, yeah you don't obviously don't want to be like. Okay, I think we all mm-hmm. kind of grew up in that era where. Uh, you know, I think we were just really inspired by a, a large range of sort of classic pop music, right. you know, and a wide range. And I think we all had kind of a fasc- fascination with, you know, everything from the 60s to the, to the, you know, early 90s. And I think that's probably starts to show itself a bit in our music, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a bit, I guess, I think one thing that all those bands have in common is a pretty strong amount of femininity, you know, okay. as well, which is kind of an made that connection, actually. But, you know, I think, I yeah, think I there's think... no, you know, surplus of testosterone in this group. Well, there's know. the whole thing of, I think we all have that, uh, um, maybe different, unique misfit traits, but we all identify as misfits, <laughs> so... For sure. 
know. That yeah. usually results in a punk band. <laughs> yeah. That's usually what happens. Is I, yeah. yeah, I played but in a lot of heavy bands right. and a lot of punk bands. <laughs> and, like, yeah. 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 and I think that, you know, I mean, especially, I, I don't, um, for me, music is not necessarily about a uniform kind of emotional experience, and that's what I find is sometimes the, the downfall of, you know, being within one of those very stringent genres, yeah. um, I find it's, you know, where I feel awkward is in expressing large ideas and music allows a place for, you know, you, you can kind of go, go nuts on that and you don't have to be clear about things or whatever, you know, it's mm -hmm. more of a, uh, yeah, an emotional experience. And, mm -hmm. and I think we all kind of tap into that in unique ways, but uh, I'd say that's maybe the common musical bond between us. I don't okay. know. That's what I'm looking for that's in music. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't care what kind of music I listen to everything, but I need to have some form of, yeah, definitely an emotional bond to the music that I'm listening to. So it ends up being everything. Like I, yeah. you know, whatever and, and as i go through life i'm constantly surprised how you can find it everywhere mm -hmm. yeah right you know oh yeah absolutely whereas when you first started listening to music there's probably a very specific thing that just, just prozac just aqua right 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 and you right. found the emotional uh, <laughs> connection to aqua yeah, yeah. that's right they, yeah. they housed all the emotional range that you needed that's time. right you know yeah, yeah I, it went from it went from come with me baby i'm your sweet sugar candy man <laughs> to uh to I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world and everything in between. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was, it was eye opening. Yeah, that was I was a stud. I was just hey, hey, I'll think mm -hmm. to that. Ear opening, brain opening. Yeah, consciousness <laughs> expanding. Consciousness expanding. Yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Those are weird bands to mention, though. Like that was a weird. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being, I'm, I'm being authentic. I'm going for it. That was another little blip, kind of like the gangster rap killing each other blip, where it was like this yeah. thing yeah. for like a very brief period of time, and then. Yeah, it was, definitely was. It seriously was. Yeah, that was a weird. Yeah, it, it happens every once in a while. It's like it's like the swing revival. It's like yeah, that yeah. happened and it was huge, and then now. now yeah, you yeah, know, and, yeah. Yeah. and I mean, I would really like to just pretend it never happened, but uh, the swing revival or the aqua? No, the the, the, <laughs> the every like the um my interest in crappy music when I was younger, but but nowadays there's there's streaming services and you know all the CDs that I sold when I was sixteen and with good reason. Yeah, they're now available again at the touch of a. You know, right, right. Digital fingertip, and and that that's that's generally not good because I had Candyman by Aqua stuck in my head for two and a half weeks, like, like a couple recently? months. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It was not good. It was not good. But uh, yeah, the past has come back to haunt me because yeah, because of the modern technologies that we have. <laughs> that's good too. Right? It's kind of cool to be able to revisit a lot. Yeah, of that yeah. Stuff. except that it's you know look, like looking at an unflattering picture in the yearbook, right? You know. Oh, yes. It's there. It's it's a true thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not necessarily the most flattering. Do you think that ability to just look up whatever immediately does that even that affects the way people make music now? I mean, do you think that like before you know, you had to have your record collection, whatever was in it was in it. That's what you're hearing, and maybe what's on the radio. But like, I mean, newer bands coming up now, they have not known a world where you can't just do that. Right. Is that do you think that affects how people maybe write songs or how what they're inspired by? Or I think it's destroyed genre is what it's done. Just genre in general is not like a doesn't seem to really have much truck anymore unless if you're a me it, metal musician, you know. It is definitely, right, right. The, the lines are, are starting to kind of yeah. disassemble yeah. a lot, which is awesome. It's I cool, yeah, that's, yeah. that's great because, yeah, you're right. I feel like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, most people were divided. I listen to punk music. Yeah. I listen to country music. But yeah. nowadays, there's so many people that just listen to whatever, you know. And that's pretty awesome. 
Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that contributes to the whole inability for a lot of bands, not just you guys, to kind of pin it down to a specific genre. Because yeah. it's not yeah. just the one thing. There's this coming from over here and this coming over here. Absolutely. And Magic Pumpkins and Aqua and Leonard right. Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I listen to Aqua too, man. I'm absolutely <laughs> not ashamed. Oh, man, it's yeah. catchy as hell. Heck yeah, man. It was a couple of years ago when I realized that life is just too short for guilty pleasures. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, there's just just, just grow up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. That's a legit thing, and that's actually yeah. come up on here before because you know the show frequently like talks. We start talking about bands with their record and their music and whatever, and then it devolves into like the damn kids get off my lawn section of the show. Where, <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like we're kind of verging on that yeah, territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. But yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I don't think there is such a thing as a guilty pleasure. I think that if you like something, you should just be like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. Like, yeah. I am I'm a massive Brian Adams fan. I've seen him live three times in the past five years. I will go every time he comes I'm kind of jealous. I love him, right? And, like, you know, people look at me and they look at the kind of music I normally listen to and they're like, what's, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, where, you know, where does this come from? But it's not, why well, am I going to lie about it? Like, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. I, like, I like Brian Adams. Like, yeah. whatever. Stephanie laughs at me for liking Brian Adams. That's happened once or twice. <laughs> Which is fun. laugh at you, too. There is that, too. <laughs> okay. But, like, there's, there's certain stuff. But, and and that's, that's an example of an artist who kind of falls in that category that, mm-hmm. It's not cool. You lose your like punk credit. Yeah. As to to <laughs> say, who cares? But yeah, who cares, right? I mean, you know, if you like Aqua, if you love Aqua, like I don't love Aqua. <laughs> I don't love Aqua. <laughs> but you know, it's okay to admit that you love Aqua. <laughs> I love that. That's what's come out of all this. Yes. yes, exactly. So what did we learn today? Granny loves Aqua. Right, you, you, oh look, I have a Wikipedia page now. Good. Click, click. No. <laughs> yeah, if you guys ever make it huge, this is gonna come back to haunt you. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna appear on your official bio, influenced by Aqua. Right, yeah. yeah. Does anyone else have a Dick Fitter song? That, who have we heard from you? Heard from you? I. Um, I'm surprised that no one has picked a low-hanging fruit, so I will nominate Holiday in Cambodia by the Dead Kennedys. Perfect. Oh, 
Selected by the Aqua guy. This <laughs> <laughs> is a disquieting trend yeah. that's developed. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's an awesome song, and it totally fits the theme. I think that was. Uh, yeah, as I said, I mean, if I didn't, if someone else wasn't going to play that one, then I was. So, yeah, cool. I'm doing a public service. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Good song. Yeah. yeah. I'm Mr. Jones, but. That's right. Wake up now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just enjoy the awkward silence right, that's right, floating right. through the room like a stinky fart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, but that was that was a good pick, and that uh, is that, I mean, is that just a band? Is that a band you're actually into in a big way, or is it just? It was it was a stop along the way of this of punk rock school and figuring out what I liked. And now I decide I'm not really into the like this is the I don't know. I mean, the punk bands that I really like are like uh, I really like X. I yeah, really yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Stranglers. I really like um, I'm totally not uh, the Minutemen. Yeah. And but not so much like Husker Du. Not so much. Um, Dead Candy's definitely not no effects or the yeah. 90s fat record thing I can pass yeah. I can yeah. that but uh, you know there's a lot out there and um, a lot of music that's lumped under one, under one sort of umbrella and uh, I'm glad if, that I had a light bulb that decided to tell me to you know go and learn a little bit more about this because you know in high school all the people that I didn't like like punk rock and, right, you know, right. and so right. I had no reason to check more into it but uh, later on <laughs> I, I, I had a a change of heart, and I'm glad for it. So, well, those bands you mentioned are—I are, don't want to say they're like more arty, but they're more kind of. Uh, I mean, it's more emotional, a lot of it too, and like a, a lot more kind of bringing different influences. And, that's that's huge. Yeah, bands that push like the, that strain. It's the first signs of music that's busting out of the sort of genre pigeonhole, right? You know, and the bands that I don't like are very much bands that are you know 
willing to play the you know particular game of their specific genre. And, yeah, and yeah. Any one of those bands are very much more interchangeable, I guess, than the you know iconoclastic ones that I tend to prefer. So. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, yeah. often just like aggressive dudes. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. That yeah. Also yeah. works into the dictator theme. Yeah, sure. totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a punk band called the Dictator. Right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I was thinking of them too. As I was I. I really dislike them. Otherwise, I'm not I would. Good, have, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And Handsome Dick Manitoba is a major prick as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think that you're right. Like punk rock is one of those things that is especially kind of stuck in genres, in subgenres. I mean, more more than all the other kinds of music too. Yeah. Even even now, with the things that are opening up, as we were talking about before. Yeah. Like I mean, skate punk is skate punk. Mm-hmm. Like you know, oi yeah. is oi. It's not going to change that kind of music. For sure. Is gonna, For sure. Yeah. And, I have a, I have a, a maybe a stereotypical impression that metal is also similarly kind of sort of you know very yeah I think it's pretty similar like doom metal is going to sound like doom metal it's always going to sound it's like going to be amazing but it's going to and, and, <laughs> yeah. and if you insert some new influences then they're you know then they're going to you know assume that you're selling out I think my favorite one of my favorite quotes of all time is Tom Waits saying try bringing new ideas to a bluegrass group and they'll look at you like you're a communist yeah yeah totally right totally. you know and it's <laughs> it's a really good quote yeah, yeah. The, the major distinction though between like like metalheads, though, is that uh, you know they're always like the most polite, nice people too. That's true. <laughs> it's really the opposite show. of the image, right? Yeah. It's yeah. so funny going to a metal like, a metal show because they're all they know that the community's not massively big, so they're mm-hmm. they're all kind of nice and you yeah. know, like, yeah, there's, sure. there's douchebags in every oh, community, but you know. yep, no, absolutely. I don't mean, don't mean to impugn the people in the community yeah. on any regards other than the particular the, the sort of narrow perspective they have on genre. Yeah. I like how polite this whole thing has been too. It's, like, yeah, yeah. it's very carefully worded. Yeah, yeah. It's good, it's good. We are nice people, guys. <laughs> right. It's what we're trying to say here. Yeah. But that even that, I mean, the Kennedys as a band, they're kind of one of those like punk bands that I almost feel like people like the Dead Kennedys without actually listening to them. I feel like people have a T-shirt. It's kind of like Iron Maiden. People have Iron Maiden shirts, and I guarantee you, half of them don't even listen to Iron. Like, I mean, they want it's, it's like the, yeah. the logo, right? Like, For sure. The, yeah. It, Misfits. Misfits. Ramon. But I mean, Ramones if you don't listen, if you don't listen to Ramon, something's wrong with you. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of those bands that I can't understand why people don't. Yeah. Know? But like, oh, it's something for everyone. And then there's also, you know, the I feel like um, the women always get missed out in the discussion too you know like their yeah. early 90s always bass players. Portland yeah. scene or there's whatever there's like two bass players yeah. and it's like oh this is oh yeah this yeah. is a punk band it's just, look at this one and it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. one and there was like a strong feminist Definitely, yeah. Uh, punk, yeah. punk thing yeah, going for on sure. yeah for sure Patty Smith is awesome X yeah. you know um, X I mentioned they're one of my favorite bands yeah, they're yeah. fronted mm-hmm. by you know one of the yeah. 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 she's awesome too well and I mean if you want to consider Sonic Youth related to that I mean like oh for sure yeah no Kim Gordon is a hero yeah absolutely and even the more kind of like the English band, like Extra Specs, had a like female singer. Oh yeah, 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 But I mean, yeah, it definitely has a, a kind of sort of bro attitude. A lot of punk bands and metal bands, I think, oh, yeah. which is weird. And, they definitely do. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't seem like something I get from you guys. <laughs> Not so much. Yeah, not so much. No. But that was a good pick. I mean, dictators and we're all just yeah. bitches. Like for for right. me playing playing uh, metal shows, Guilty. you know, in bands that I was in, and and going with a little fair shirt and yeah. being totally mm-hmm. like dissed and all that, yeah. and then going on stage and rocking, and then there being having a bit of respect after, you know, like yeah. well, you rock really hard. You're okay if you listen to Sarah yeah. McLaughlin. Yeah. You know, it's like that's right. All right, <laughs> you know, like but that. Well, I think people don't assume. I think a lot of times people will see someone in a metal band and assume that they only listen to metal. And this mm-hmm. is kind of the thing that comes up with the whole picking theme word thing with, with genres. And an example I always use because it's hilarious to me is: Do you know the band Occult Hand? 
local yep. metal band. Yeah. They I had a couple guys from that band on the show, and the word they got was nutrition, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was the best combination of band and word ever. Wow. And, and, typing. Yeah. 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 So I mean, uh, they came up with some really cool choices. Like it was stuff that you mm -hmm. wouldn't expect based on listening to their music, which I I, 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 I like their music. I'm not trying to shit on them at all. Like yeah. I think mm -hmm. they're a good, pretty good band locally too. And uh, but like I mean. You wouldn't expect a yeah. metal band to be able to pick good nutrition songs unless it was like Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool. I mean, and like, too, I mean, Dictator. You know, with a band that if it was a, a metal band or a punk band, maybe there'd be some very obvious choices that probably would have been one of them mm -hmm. that would just come up right away, and, and maybe wouldn't be as diverse as this has been. So it's. I find good musicians tend to have a broad perspective yeah. on what counts mm -hmm. as good music, and shitty musicians tend to listen to really narrow, you mm -hmm. know, things. That's you know, pretty crass over the generalization. But it's I quite true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in any yeah, any you know, genre stands, they're playing in, yeah. Totally. And I guess it probably the same thing goes for filmmakers and authors and right. I yeah, mean, totally. Whatever, whatever you want to talk about, I think you know, the, the breadth, breadth is at least as valuable as depth in almost any case. You know. Mm -hmm. I like that. Breadth is right. Yeah. It's a good point. Who hasn't picked a song yet? Have you? What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, as usual, I am the least focused of all of us, <laughs> and. <laughs> My song is obliquely related to the theme. <laughs> so I figured that any country that has lived under a dictator is up for grabs in this dictator. Yeah, well, that's, that's so, as long as you have an explanation, I don't care what the explanation is, it can be something completely insane that really doesn't work as long as you say something and it makes sense to you. Well, I'm picking a song by a band from France. So <laughs> we, we had Napoleon, so... Right, okay, so at one point, the country they're from is a dictator. Well, it might be arguable that our country is... Well, I'm almost surprised that hasn't come up because that's. I was worried, like, oh, it's going to come up. It's going to be this political thing. Like, it'll have already happened by the time people hear this. But next week, from when I'm recording this, we're doing uh, an election night show live on air at UFM. And oh, cool. we're just doing a politics theme for song choices because it's election night. But yeah. Yeah, I was wondering, you know. Dictator. I haven't heard a lot of stuff about new dictators. Like there hasn't well, been, you know, any like we've talked uh, about yeah. it. <laughs> hasn't any George Bush come up or you know yeah. Stephen Harper or whatever you want. To, I mean, not that saying that Stephen Harper's a dictator, but I mean, definitely yeah. he gets portrayed as such. Yeah. And it's, you know, but, yeah. I mean, I tried, I tried desperately to find any way to work in the election theme yeah. into this without without you know doing Blue Rodeo. <laughs> right, right, because that's something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That probably would have worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what, what French band are you? Uh... So this is M83, uh, Don't Save Us From The Flames.
That was some French music. It was good. <laughs> and I like, I like the connection actually too. It makes, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good one. So yeah, that's cool. I like that. Synthesizers? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah. We hate synthesizers. And... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh my god, that was that That was the most awkward of all the awkward yeah, yeah, pauses. Yeah, yeah. That one beat homo school. I'm surprised. And all the other ones, someone in the room would try to, like, try to, yeah, this one is dead. It's like, nope. No one's saying anything. Wow. I don't know what that means, but yeah, people are looking at that. Love Aqua hates synthesizers. Yeah, yeah, apparently. So that's that's what we've learned today about Autumn Still. Love Aqua hates synthesizers. But, okay, so, I mean, we're going to wrap this up in a couple minutes here. So, you have a new album coming out, and... Unfortunately, by the time this comes out, the release party will have happened, but where do people go if they want to find it? Uh, what's the best way? If someone's hearing you for the first time on the show, how do they look look you up, find your music? Uh, well, uh, I mean, I guess the easiest way would be would be autumnstill.com. Okay. Uh, we, have, we have everything kind of located there uh, because when it comes down to it, we're, we're kind of everywhere online. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like... You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. you know, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. We're, you know, we're, we're trying to make ourselves easy to find. Yeah, yeah. It's the main yeah. thing. So, I mean, I mean still.com is the best place. Yeah, to we're going to have a, the video for our lead single, The Accused, 
front and center on the webpage. Oh, really? That's right. Which is, is probably the song that. Yeah, that you heard off the Yeah, top you would have heard a song at the top, yeah, so that's yeah. 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 Labored over by, uh, you know, Grant with his wonderful many talents. Cool. Showing off another side there. Cool. So, yeah. And is the physical copy, I mean, I don't know if you know this yet, but is it going to be available in stores and stuff? Or is it mainly at shows? Or what's the. Uh, is that. Uh, for sure, locally, it'll be available at Into the Music and Music Trader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, probably McDally Robinson as well. Oh, cool, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and give you a different audience, maybe? Like, maybe yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll have ways of finding it online as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty well. Okay. <laughs> and your, uh, the, the previous EP, is that still available online? And uh, is it still available physically, too? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So same thing, people go to your site, find it that yeah, way? And, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, sure. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, um, people should check that out. Uh, of course, we always encourage listeners to check out the band we're talking to because otherwise, why are they listening? That's <laughs> 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 the point of everything. But if you want to hear more of this uh, this show, there's 150-some episodes already. They're all there for free download and streaming on witchpolice.com. Uh, you click on podcast, big list comes out. Everyone has been on the show. You can do it chronologically or alphabetically by artist, whatever you want. It's all there. And uh, you can hear us on Monday nights at 11 on New MFM, uh, 101.5 in Winnipeg. And those are older episodes, uh, a few months past, so it kind of gives them a second life and another chance for people to hear it if they didn't you know, catch it when it first uh, appeared online. And we also really encourage people to check out the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which we are part of. It's uh, a very loose collection of Winnipeggers doing this um, on various topics. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only a couple other people doing music-related shows, but there's, there's you know, sports shows, there's pop culture stuff, there's... Uh, just kind of general social commentary things. There's uh, comic books. Every, I mean, anything that people talk about and have a recorder for. <laughs> I mean, it exists. Yeah, so yeah. The, the whole reason we're promoting it is because hopefully someone hears this show, goes and checks out some of the other shows on the on the network, and realizes, hey, I'm also into comic books. I'm going to check that out, and then vice versa, and we all get share listeners because no one's making any money off this. It's all all very DIY and it's kind of reminiscent of what the punk scene was like when I was a teenager and probably some of you were mm-hmm. in on that too it's just kind of everyone doing stuff and putting it out there and then sharing it so uh, I really encourage people to check it out uh, garbagehillnetwork.com is the site present I think there's going to be some changes made to that I don't know if the address will stay the same but right now that's where you can find it cool. and you can find our show on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff too I mean Witch Police is pretty much the only thing that comes up when you search Witch Police mm-hmm. Other than some news report from, I think it's Ghana, and someone's a quote from someone talking about that they thought someone was a witch, comma, police say. <laughs> every time. So, other than that, yeah, that's about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, check out your website. Do you guys have any shows uh, coming up in the next few months? I mean, this will be, people are probably hearing this in early November. Um, is there anything, you know, towards the end of the year that people might want to check out? Um, we will definitely be around locally, but as of this very second... Okay. Yeah, the, the, the CD release is pretty much the next uh, next show, and then the tour, and then... Do you know where you're going on tour? Uh, we're going back to Montreal and back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Toronto, Kingston, blah, blah, blah. But a little blah. more yeah. to uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Now it just feels like you're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're setting yourself up for it. Do rigueur and aqua and all Guilty this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, normally when I'm doing the show lately, I have a co-host, uh, Ryan, who couldn't make it today, and he had a song, I have no idea what it was, so I'm just going to pick another one to close out on, you know, and uh, I've been listening to my records in alphabetical order um, to try and, you know, I mentioned this while we were listening to the last song to try and, you wouldn't have heard this listener, but uh, <laughs> we're trying to hear, trying to rehear stuff I have and, and rediscover maybe some things I'd forgotten about. And at the moment, I'm, I'm on the late S 
section. And so a band called Steel Pulse, which is one of my favorite bands, um, I'm kind of right in the midst of their stuff. And they're a, a reggae band from the UK. I think we established last time you guys were on the show that I'm a huge reggae nerd. And on every episode of every podcast that I'm a huge reggae nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can't not play a reggae song. So uh, this is a song by Steel Pulse called Babylon Makes the Rules. It's off their, uh, one of the early records. Uh, kind of they had this prime period in the late 70s, early 80s where everything they did was phenomenal. And this song is about Babylon making the rules and people suffering as a result of it. So that, I feel, fits pretty good with Dictator. Definitely. And let's check that out. And yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Thank thanks you. for having us. It's been a pleasure. Guidance forever, but Pakistan is different. Rasta say, guidance everlasting, but Pakistan is different.
Yeah, yeah, I go.